What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fit Identity Podcast. I'm Mike Karpenko, your host, and we talk everything think, eat, and move that has to do with your wellness. And in this week's episode, I'm going to talk everything that I can talk about in the beginning stages of picking the right fitness, nutrition, wellness plan for you and how you can go about doing that to make sure that it meets whatever goals that you have. I will preempt this with this is going to be one more in the beginner to beginner advanced, not an advanced picking the right fitness program and health plan for you. That would be a much more detailed process and more individualistic. And I definitely am going to talk more about that in the future. But where you can begin to start. And I think that even if you are advanced, I think this episode is going to be somewhat eye-opening to help you with your ability to be consistent and to map out expectations as well as get the success that you want to be able to get for the phase that you are in. So let's jump right into this week's episode about picking the right fitness program and nutrition plan. It's the new year. We've already gotten through a month and we know it and people have picked plans or they're not picking plans. And truth be told, February is one of the biggest fitness months ever because one, people are restarting and people are actually starting. They have recovered from the budgetary things that were going on from the end of the year, the chaos of vacationing, the start of their kids, just overall, like I said, chaos that's happening in their lives. And February is often a great fitness month as far as finances and time for people to be able to start up and be consistent and pursue whatever their wellness goals are. So here we are entering into into February and I wanted to be able to get to a point of helping you guys understand some of the things that you need. And I don't want to say need. I hate I hate pushing that on anybody saying you need, but some of the things that if you do consider them, that you're going to be able to put yourself in a better position of understanding expectations and getting success for the goals that you have. So let's just kind of like jump right into it. You're that person, you want to start a fitness program and you're not sure where to start. And before you start, I think one of those things, and we're going to get to in in this podcast, the point of, you know, your goals, but literally understanding where you're at and what your goal is going to be. Um, and, and that's number one. Let's just jump to it. So number one is just going to be goals. And, and there's no right or wrong goal because it's your goal, right? Like nobody's on the same page that you are. Nobody's in the same physical condition you are, has traveled the road that you had. Nobody. So they're your goals and it's where you're at. So there is no right or wrong. It's just the path and the roadmap that you're going to choose to get from point A to point B. And that everything that you do in your health and wellness is going to be in phases. Short phases, long phases. We like to call them micro and macro phases in your health and fitness. And they'll change drastically or progressively or take a a left-hand turn because it's a phase. You can't be in a strength phase and a calorie cutting phase. You can't be in an endurance phase and wanting to train for a marathon and wanting to get bigger and stronger. Uh, you know, 
maintenance mode. You know, some of us will go into maintenance modes depending on what time of the year is. It's a phase. So there are all these different phases that while we're in them, we need to embrace them fully and do the best that we can and and, and manage ourselves through those phases. I'm going to I hesitated there because I was like, do the best that we can. Mm, I'm off that trip and we'll talk about that when that comes up. But best you can, mm -mm, I I think we need to do what's required. So we're in that place that, you know, phases are going to happen. And as long as we understand the phase that we are in, all the things that I recommend that you guys begin to take in consideration are going to be much more efficient and effective for you to be able to choose because you're like, I'm in this phase and this is what I need to be considering while I'm in this phase. So again, no program is right or wrong. No program is good or bad. It's just what phase are you in? And let's see what we can do about helping you pick the right program and plans for you to be able to hit the goals that you're in for the phase that you are in. So number one, very first thing out of the gate is what is your goal? It could be, I want to lose weight. It could be, you know, I want to be consistent. I want to show up more. It could be, I want to be stronger. could be endurance. could be, you know, uh, lose inches. It, it could be fat loss. There's so many things that it could be. My recommendation to you when choosing a goal, make it one. Don't think that you can start to combine, you know what I want to do? I want to burn muscle and, you know, I want to make muscle and I want to burn fat. Not going to happen. Those two things to go together, they're they're contradictory. And, you know, I want to be working endurance, but I want to put muscle on. Not going to happen. I want to teach myself really good eating patterns and I want to, you know, I, I I want to create more muscle. Two very big things that you're going to have on your plate that have this possibility of overwhelming you. So I would just narrow it down to one thing and do it really well. Um, and, and that's where I would start. And obviously, it will need a counter partner. So a workout will always need a counter partner in nutrition. And where that concentration and what that level of nutrition is is just going to be up to you and where you're at. But there's always a counterpart. A nutrition program always has a counterpart of a workout. A workout always has the counterpart of nutrition. So keep that in mind when you are looking at your goal. So the very first thing we want to do is say, what is my goal? And by having the goal that you are currently in, you start to understand what types of programs that you want to be able to select and plans. And you get into these considerations about Am I doing it because my friends are doing it? Am I doing it because it's trendy? Am I doing it because it's what I need to do to get to the goals that I have? Like, is it a weight loss goal? Is it personal, right? Is it more personal to you than in the form of weight loss, fat loss, uh, endurance? I mean, whatever it may be, but it could be community. And I want to make sure that I'm really clear on that. Some people starting out need consistency and it doesn't matter the program that you're doing to enhance your performance or your fitness state. It's showing up. By showing up, you're going to create consistency. Consistency is going to create momentum. Momentum is then going to create the success that you want. And a lot of us are there. I'll tell the story really quickly before I go into that piece, but I want to set the tone of why that is okay for people when they are selecting a program to begin with, this phase, right? When I had my ankle surgery, which was several procedures on my ankle, I wasn't able to walk much. And the doctor's 
I was under strict protocol of not putting any weight on the cast or the foot or anything. I wanted to be able to move outside, get vitamin D. I would go outside and I felt like I couldn't walk. I was just in this place and I literally took my crutches and I crutched down to the, is that a word, crutched? Uh, I used my crutches to go all the way down to the end of the street. And what I did is first I wanted to see if I could make it. That was the very first thing. And then the next, you know, through the next few days I came out and it was like, all right, well, how long does it take me to get down there? And then I started to say, how many steps is it going to take me to do this? And, and, and I started just like progressively thinking about how I wanted to be, you know, participate in this movement that I had, because this is where I was at. And in that process, I was then able to go from crutches to time to crutches with putting my foot down to then crutches, putting my foot down and partially walking to crutches into a boot and walking crutches into uh, or no crutches and then, you know, no boot. So that was a whole entire process of phase after phase after phase. And I was in the process of where I needed to be. So wherever you need to be, be there. And, and, and be okay with it, okay? Um, so goal. We just want to be able to set that goal of what do you really want? And you got to be honest with yourself. You know, um, if you're doing it because, you don't, you know, it's FOMO and you're like, yeah, I need to get healthy and I'm doing it for community, then sack up and understand that that's why you did it. And it's totally good because if you are saying weight loss and you're like, oh, I joined this program because my friends are doing it, it might not be the right program for you. There's going to be a point where you get frustrated with yourself for maybe that program not reciprocating the efforts that you're putting into it and rewarding you with what you ultimately wanted, which was weight loss, because it may not have been the right program for you, but what you ultimately wanted was community and the ability to be consistent with others that are working out. Totally fine, but understand if that's what you're going to do, that that's going to be the goal that you're going to focus on. And you're going to show up every day for that particular program in that community, and it's just your 30 days of community. It's not, it will produce more health, which then you'll be able to progress into the next phase. And if it's a different goal, if it's weight loss, then you understand that you're picking a program based on what will help you lose weight. That's both fitness and nutrition. And if it's muscle, same thing, a program that is designed to do that. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, now the next thing that you got to consider is time. How much time do you have? in order to be able to do the program that you're going to do. Is it 60 minutes a day? Is it 30 minutes a day? Is it four days a week? Is it six days a week? Like, What is the time that you have in order to be able to facilitate your workout program and your nutrition plan? Because if it doesn't fit into your time, you're going to be met with resistance, overwhelm, stress, and then you're not going to be disappointed and you're like, this is too much for me. So you're going to want to understand how much time do I really have, which quickly falls into the next one of budget. So we've got your goal, you've got your time, but what's the budget that you have? If you have a program that you want that's $120 and you only have $100, well, you don't have enough money, so what's the budget? Like, where can you get another fitness program that will fit your needs, that will help you along the way to build muscle for 30 to 60 days until you can progress up to 
saving a little bit more money to be able to get the $120 program. And there are a ton of programs that are out there that are absolutely amazing. Like whether they're free, whether they're, you know, follow along, whether they are spreadsheets, no matter what it is, they're, they're out there. And if your budget doesn't fit what you want, maybe you have to do the things that you don't want so it fits your budget. So be open to saying, I have this budget and I don't want to overspend because what happens when you overspend is that you really are always disappointed and your fulfillment level is never met and you always feel as though you overpaid for something that you shouldn't have paid for. On the flip side, for all of you trainers out there listening to me and anybody that has ever sold a product or plan or service, the minute you discount yourself, you never feel as though you're being paid appropriately and often you are met in the place of, I feel as though I'm not compensated well enough and I don't want to do what my good, what my products and services are saying I'll do because I just feel as though I just discounted myself. So they're getting more than what I'm giving and it just turns into an awful wheel from both sides. So when you look at it that way, discounts, they're great. But be careful if you undersell yourself and if you pay for something that you really couldn't afford, be careful because resentment can happen and both ends of that that bookcase, okay? So understand your budget and understand where you need to go in order to fulfill your needs with the budget that you have so that you're not met with stress and overwhelm. And then four, which is the assessment. Coming to terms with where you are at. If you haven't worked out in years, years. You might not know how to squat and lunge and and, and push weight and, and run and sprint. You might not be in that position like I was on my crutches to be able to like, hey, I know I could probably work out and I know I probably could put some weight on my ankle, but I shouldn't. And I won't. And by doing so and going the long route like I did, I built strength and stability in my ankle and now my ankle's awesome. Sure, you could put, I could have put weight on it, but I also could have been met with more scar tissue, more pain, less mobility, and maybe some arthritis. You see where all of this comes into play and you're like, man, you could do it and you may have the strength and you may have the know-it-all and you might be one of those people that are like, nah, man, I deal with pain. You know, I overcome no pain, no gain. Well, unfortunately in the fitness world, Skipping steps really hurts you in the long run, drastically hurts you. When you skip steps, you fail to learn habits and patterns that you can fall back on, and that becomes a real problem once you achieve said results that you want. You're not able to maintain them and have them stick and stay. So when you begin to understand where you truly are at and accept this statement, we all have a start day. We all do. It doesn't mean it's a beginning day. It doesn't mean it's a weekday. It doesn't mean, and when I mean week, I mean W-E-A-K. It's not a judgment or a level day. It's just a beginning day. It's a day in which you are saying, where I'm at, I will be better by starting what I am starting because I know that this is my beginning point to my goals. So, be okay with saying, I don't know how to lunch. I don't know how to squat. Like, I really should do something that allows me to build up consistency 
and momentum and not make it so I'm lifting too heavy. I'm lifting too light. I'm, I'm doing more jumps or squats or whatever it may be that's going to, again, I'm going to use these two words, provide stress and overwhelm over and over so that you end up becoming hurt, injured, and quitting. We're just, just overwhelmed and, and upset, and you're like, I'm done. I can't do this. And the last thing I want for anybody in the health and fitness world, especially on their journey, is to become discouraged in any way, shape, or form. Do I want you uncomfortable? 100%. Do I want you challenged? You bet. Because where there's challenge, there is growth. If you're too comfortable, you're not challenged, and you're not going to grow. And I don't want you living yesterday, tomorrow. I want you in a new place, and that's really all I want for you. I want you to get the help you need to live out what's inside your head as a reality in tomorrow's life. So understand where you are at and understand you're not staying there long. Understand that it's a it's a phase. Like we talked about earlier, it is a minor phase, a micro phase that you are in to progress to the next phase of building habits and patterns that you can fall back on that as you advance you're going to be able to have results that stick and stay. So now that you've assessed, you've gone through, you're like, what's my goal? What's my time? What's my budget? You know, uh, I understand where I'm at and I'm good with it. And, you know, it, it, again, I'll keep saying this. If your goal is to show up, then it's okay. That's a good place to be. I'm not saying you got to have this, this plan that just produces weight loss and fat burner, muscle, endurance. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that understand where you are at in order to show up too. So you've got this gamut, right, of all different levels, no matter what you're doing. Um, the next one is going to be the plan. What do you need, What like what needs to be done to get what you want? If it's show up, what needs to be done? Well, you need to show up every day. Are you gonna, do you have that ability to show up every day at 6 a.m. to get it done? Do you have 30 minutes every day to get it done? Will you do five workouts a week and one cardio? Will you do, you know, uh, one yoga and, you know, one cardio and three workouts? Like, do you, you know, do you know what you need to do in order to get the goals that you have? And that goes with nutrition too, right? Like, what needs to be done with your nutrition to achieve your goals? And think this through. I'm going to keep throwing this. I, I really am. Can't skip steps. And I often see too many people get involved in a nutrition program that is just far too advanced for where they're at. And they think that they need this 30, 60, 90 day situation program. And then they... They were like, okay, well, I got these results, and then they don't stick and stay. You saw it in Biggest Loser. They went and lived in a house. They were coached and trained, and then none of their results stick and stay. I believe it was like 60 or 70% of their, their people gained their weight back, 10% put even more back on, and then there are a few that remained very successful. That research alone should tell you that they skipped steps. And they had no ability to fall back on habits and patterns because you know what they didn't have? They didn't have those trainers. They didn't have the house. They weren't on lockdown. They weren't fed their food. They didn't do all these things that would produce habits and patterns that they could fall back on. So when you're looking at nutrition, you're in a phase. 
And and I want you to be able to think of what needs to be done in this phase to develop a pattern so that you can then move forward rather than, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to go on this plan, you're going to become restrictive and you can't eat anything anywhere, anytime. And, you know, this is it. And, and, and you no no especially somebody that's just starting out, just coming back, a weekend warrior, someone who's like, no, man, football season's almost over, bro. And I, you know, I've been eating pizza and drinking beers and hanging out, which is awesome. I love my pizza. I do have a couple beers from time to time. You know, I'm a cookie monster. I get it. But I've also put myself in a position that if I needed to be in something that was more hyper-focused, I have no problems with it. Most people don't have that. They need to go through the steps to be able to build into habits and patterns that they can fall back on. So what needs to be done? What is that plan that needs to be done? And you, you got to research that plan. Can't just take anybody's word for it. I always say go with someone that is credible. Go with someone that you know. Go with somebody you know that you can do a little bit of research. It's your health. Taking just anybody's word for it is kind of dangerous, don't you think, and foolish? Like, oh, no, I just decided, like, you know, Bill said it, so I'm just going to do it. Okay. You know, but does Bill have the same level that you have? Does Bill have the same body fat, the same body type, the same experience, the, the lack of experience? Does he have the same habits with his nutrition? You know, does he have better habits? Like, all kinds of different variables are going to go into this when you start to go, what needs to be done? Now, once you know what needs to be done, you move into the next phase, which is action. What are you willing to do? Literally, what are you willing to do? And what I mean by that is what are you, what are you willing to give up or stop doing? I don't want to say give up. What are you willing to give up doing or reduce doing or cut back doing or cut out doing what in your world could you be willing to do in order to be successful with your goals in this phase and i don't believe that there are a lot of people out there or i do believe that there are people that when they start their fitness plans they don't take inventory of what they're willing or not willing to do basically what they're willing to do in order to hit their goals they don't take that inventory and then they wonder why the plan or the system or the program didn't work and then they blame the plan the system and the program rather than themselves a little bit of ownership out there, people. Ownership. The program more than likely works to a degree. If there's enough volume in it, you're good. Nutrition plan, if you're in a surplus or a deficit, depending on where you're at, and if you're eating high-quality foods, probably works. But if you begin to flex it, you can't expect the results that it claims it will give you. Because you're like, no, I know my body better. And don't be that person. Please, please, please don't be that person. I know my body and I know how I am and I know what's got to be done. And, you know, I know me. Just stop. Okay? You're all out there, including myself, been there, done it. I flex programs and things, whatnot. I get it. But when you don't have the knowledge and you're looking for somebody else to give you knowledge and then you decide to flex the program and the knowledge that you're given... Seems to be a head scratcher to me. I don't know why you wouldn't be like, well, I trust this. Well, he doesn't know me. Okay. Well, then don't ask me. That is literally my response in my head. 
I'm going to be like forthright with that, which leads right into, you know, this, this statement per se is like, what do you like being able to say to yourself, I'm going to do what's required, not my best. And I've been in many wars over this. Trust me. Recently, I've talked to many of my friends and they're like, well, I'm doing my best and I'm doing what I need to do. And, you know, I, I do it this way and I do it that way, or I like it this way. And I'm like, Okay. And they're like, you know, I'm just, I just showed up today just doing my best. You know, just, I just had to do my, I'm like, what do you mean you did your best? If you ever wanted to hit any goal and ask like Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or any high level athlete, it was never their best because they do their best. That's what they do. It was, they did what was required to be the best, to do their best. Right? They're like, oh, you know what's required to shoot 90% from the free throw? Is to practice free throws nonstop. After every game, shoot three hours worth of free throws. Then you become a 90% free throw shooter. That's what was required to be a 90% free throw shooter, free throw shooter rather than just sitting back and being like, I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up after my game and. Uh, I'll shoot as many shots as I possibly can. No, Michael Jordan had like a number. I'm going to spend you know, like two hours shooting free throws required. And if that meant he was going to shoot them slower or faster or a certain amount or with a higher arc, he was going to work on it all. Two hours. Done. So doing what's required is way more important than doing your best. Your best is great. I assume you're going to do your best. Shouldn't you assume that you're going to do your best? Whatever that day is. But if it says three sets, three sets. 10 reps, 10 reps. 20 reps, 20 reps. 30 seconds of run, 30 seconds of run. That's what you're going to do. That's what's required. Doing what's required moves the needle because then you're able to look at it and say this. If I do what's required, I'm able to act within systems. I'm able to have a protocol in which I'm able to function in. Doing my best means I am emotional and I'm able to just see a marker and I'm able to apply whatever emotion I want at that particular time. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to measure emotion day after day after day? You're not. But protocols... With systems and doing what's required, you're like, I know what I did. I know where I was at. I know what I, I, I was able to collect data so that I was able to go forward. And I'm not telling you guys got to turn into major engineer types, you know, where you're collecting data on everything, but it's pretty simple. If somebody asks you what you've been up to, you're able to say, I do this program, this plan, and this is how I do it. And this is the outcome. If not, you turn into the vague person that's like i do it sometimes i do most of it yeah i show up that means absolutely nothing to anybody try and put that into your job into being a mom i don't know i'm a mom sometimes you know i do my best do your best as a mom no 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 you get your kids up every day or your dad you get your kids up every day you didn't do your best to get them up you got them up they got on the school bus or you dropped them off at the school. What's well, required? You didn't do your best to get them there. You picked them up. You had conversations with them. You ate, you made them dinner. You made them lunch to take to school. Required, required, required. It wasn't your best because maybe on your best days, you didn't make them lunch. 
Think about that for a minute and then just skill transfer that right over into your job. And all of you just doing your best at your job rather than what's required, maybe that's why you're not advancing. Hard to hear, but true. I just did my best today at my work. Your best? Your employer didn't pay you for your best. Your employer paid you for what is required. Because if you were at the corporation and you were at the top, wouldn't you want people to do what you required them to do and not their best? And I'm not trying to be some sort of hard ass and be harping down. But if you do what's required, your stress levels and your overwhelm drop because you're able to have these protocols and you're able to have data and you're able to come back to your employer, to your kids, whatever, and you always did what was required or more than what was required, right? But you hear what I'm saying of do what's required, not your best. Like take that out of your your repertoire. I think saying do your best is soft. That's right. I called you guys soft. So if you want to come at me, here's your chance. Write down in the comments, write down, send me a message and say, I'm not soft, Mike. How dare you say that, you know, doing my best is soft. And I'll be like, well, did you do what was required? And then I would ask you, why couldn't you do what was required? And then we'll get into time management. We'll get into all kinds of other things to understand that you really didn't do your best. Mm -hmm. So let's leave it at that, guys. Let's do what is required. Okay. And then, um, I, I think I talked about this is, is, you know, like picking the plan where you're at, you know, and, and understanding that um, you got to pick a plan of where you're at, not where you think you're at. So that expectation that we backed up into as far as saying when it comes to fitness or it comes to nutrition and you're saying to yourself, where am I at? You can't think about where you think you're at. Pick the plan of where you're at and then build progression on top of that. Because if you do that and start from there, you're going to be able to build into the three-step process of consistency, builds momentum, creates success, right? If you're consistent, you're able to build momentum and then you're able to have success. Momentum is very hard to stop. And we can get back into that, you know, markers and protocols. And, and basically what I'm coming back into is consistency. That's like getting blood work and understanding that it says, hey, you need some vitamin D. So you start taking vitamin D over and over and over. And you're like, I, I was able to just find out that that was a marker that I needed to do. So I'm just taking vitamin D. Well, after a while, once you start taking vitamin D, you've got momentum in that area. That is, okay, I now have momentum, which now built a protocol because I was taking vitamin D every day at 9 a.m. to be able to increase my ability to have that, which increased my health because I was taking it at 9 a.m. That was the protocol. Consistency was I was taking vitamin D. Momentum got built because you were into a protocol of taking it every day at 9 a.m., seven days a week. And that produced success. So ultimately, that's what we're really looking at is for you to be able to get the success that you want to be able to do. But three steps. Consistency. Are you being consistent? And if you're not, that's not going to create momentum. And you can't skip consistency to success. You can't. And if you do skip it and you are able to get success, bless you but that success won't stick and stay, especially not in health and fitness, in fitness programs and uh, nutrition plans. It won't. It's about as simple as it gets. So when you think about that, like in the eight, nine steps that I just gave you, the things that you could and should 
take in consideration when thinking about a plan of action that you want to be able to take. There's no right or wrong plan, right? Like there isn't. If you're there for the community, if you're there for the show up, if you're there for the phase of consistency, I'm for it. Anybody. There's nobody in health and fitness that's already in health and fitness doing what they're doing in this sector that is not inspired by someone's consistency, period, period. And they're more willing to help the consistent than the inconsistent. They will cheer you on. They will be there. They will answer questions. They will offer you up unsolicited advice if you're consistent. Consistency is such a beautiful thing. So start with consistency, move with momentum, and then jump into getting the success that you want to be able to have. So I want to talk a little bit now about like, you know, the plans that you're dealing with. You got a fitness plan and you've got a nutrition plan, right? And you're sitting there saying to yourself, all right, like, what am I kind of dealing with when I'm thinking about picking a fitness plan? So you've got those things that you need to consider, but then you're like, all right, what what do I got to consider in the process of picking a plan for me when it comes to fitness? And the first thing is you got to pick one. You can't do a hybrid of many plans. And I don't mean a hybrid of trainers or or different things, but you got to have a plan. You can't try and have this blend over of, you know, doing many different things at once. You want to be able to pick it. And the things that you need to be aware of when picking this particular plan that fits your goals for the phase that you're in is number one, don't get caught up in marketing. That is a place of of picking a plan that can be tough. I'm going to say something that is very tough to hear, but it's the reality and it's the truth. People who market fitness plans are selling you a product. They're not actually putting your health and fitness first. They're putting the revenue first, which is fine. I'm all for people making fitness programs that help people and then be compensated for it. I'm all for it. But the reality is, is that if they put you first, they'd give the plan away free. So now you have to weed through marketing and the words that they use for marketing and understand that their first goal is to sell you, not to help you. Even though they will tell you, you know what, I I need to be able to sell you so that I can help more people. And my goal is to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. And that's how I'm going to do it is through putting out fitness programs. And the only way that I can put out more fitness programs is to charge for this particular one right here so I can make more fitness programs. I get it. But the reality is, is that they're in it to make money first. Okay. No joke. All coolness aside, I have no problems with it. But I want you to understand, and I don't want you to be a critic, but it's like, all right, your first goal is to make money on me. Cool. Second is to help me. So I want to make sure that your marketing words kind of are disappearing. I want to get to the meat and potatoes of what you're offering me so that I can take that away. So if there's something that you're looking at, make sure that you take the marketing away and you look at the meat and potatoes of the fitness program and plan or nutrition plan that you're working at. All right. I talked about what are your friends doing, right? Friends and family doing. You're going to be influenced by picking a plan through friends and family. Chris is doing this. Bob is doing this. You know, Shelly did this and look at her stomach and look at her abs. And this is what I want to say. 
it's great, but they're not you. And they might be in that plan for something completely different. Like their goal might not be consistency. Their might their goal may have been a flat stomach. Their goal may have been, you know, uh, bigger arms. Their goal may be a little, you know, fat loss. Their goals and their ability to hit their goals might be different for you. But remember, they chose a plan that was good for them. You might just want to choose a different plan. And again, there's nothing wrong with choosing a different plan than your friends because it meets your goals and still having a community. So be careful being influenced from what your friends and family are doing because like I said earlier, you could easily be influenced to a point away from your goals, which will then lead you frustrated at some point with the plan, program, and service that you did purchase because it's ultimately not producing the results against the goal that you wanted. So just keep that in mind when you're doing it. And then when you when when you take in consideration, you know, overcoming uh, what you think you can do against what you can do. We already talked about this. So let's just leave that on the table of meaning like, hey, I have to overcome that limiting belief of thinking or that, that extra belief, that ego belief, right? Of I know what I can do. I know what I'm, how strong I am. Sure, you can, you can move weight over your head, but can you lift it? There's two different things here. Very different modalities. Moving weight is taking a weight from the floor over your head. Moving weight is taking a weight from the back of the room to the front of the room. Lifting weight is being able to take a weight and move it from the floor over your head with your joints moving correctly while engaging muscle. Side hint right here for you guys. If your joints move correctly, your muscles will move correctly. If your joints move correctly, the weight will move correctly. If your joints don't move correctly, your weights won't. And that doesn't go for muscle. Like if your muscle moves correctly, it doesn't mean your joint moves correctly. So we want to concentrate on joint movement. Sidebar. There you guys go. I always love to give a little bit of sidebar and it brings back in my personal training background of if you're going to pick a personal trainer, you guys watch trainers and then realize which one that you want to be able to do. And if you want to limit your ability to get injured, you want one that programs well, that assesses well and uh a, a trainer that is unbreakable to watching the movement of their client and they're not watching weight. They're watching joint movement. There's your super hint in selecting a trainer. If that's your modality, if you just need a train, uh, a cheerleader, get, get the cheerleader one. And then if you just need one that is a clipboard, I call them a, a caddy, then just get the one that says three reps, four reps, all right, seven reps, eight reps. Don't, but pick the one that you want. But if you want to limit your injury, I just gave you that one. So there you have that. Um, the other thing is you're going to look at, oh, this person looks like my day one and that's where they were at day one. So we have similar, so we have similar roads and I will be able to do it because she did it or he did it, right? Here's what I'll say to that. Just because he did it doesn't mean you will do it. Just because he looks kind of like you doesn't mean you can do it. What that means is, is that they, you guys look the same on your start dates. That doesn't mean that you have his ability, which he could have less ability or you could have more. 
Doesn't mean he started with your strength or has your background in injuries. Doesn't mean that he has the ability to commit to nutritional programs, habits and patterns, meal prep like you can and vice versa. So take that in consideration. Just because a person looked like you or lost 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 10 inches, 30 inches, doesn't mean you are going to be able to do it. It's all responsible to you. You can get a general idea of selecting based on that particular situation and looking at somebody's photo, but take in consideration, you have no idea what this person did. And often, watch those little marketers, watch them. They're like, oh yeah, here it is, this person did it and they did it by doing, you know, 970 days or 12 rounds of this particular program or plan. That, that, that's print you're going to want to know about when they're selling you a 90-day program but they really did 970 days. Think of that through. I just want you to be aware because when you're picking and understanding your expectations, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with false expectations. And I don't want you to get false expectations and I don't want you to get overwhelmed and stressed because you got in a position of just choosing a plan that wasn't right for the phase that you're in. So take that in consideration, and that's like managing your expectations. That's one of the biggest pieces. Will this program meet the expectations that I have based on my abilities of where I am at, or am I shooting too big? Am I able to understand that I have expectations that my whole entire fitness life is based on phases. And this is a 30-day phase, a 60-day phase, a four-week phase, a 90-day a phase, whatever it is. But inside this phase, I'm not looking at just results. I'm looking at developing patterns that will stick and stay. Unless you're this hyper-focused person that wants to do a competition or that you're, you know, you're doing a marathon, sure, you're, you're going to learn how to run. You're going to learn how to do your stuff, but it may not be something that you continue to do after you're done. So if you're in a very specialized phase, then you don't really need to worry about the habits that you're learning to stick and stay, but you will be educated. So keep that in mind. Um, and then I'll say this when picking a fitness program. Your results will always pertain to your ability, your intensity, the equipment that you have, your consistency, and your plan. I'll say it again. Ability, your intensity, the equipment you have, your consistency, and your plan. Is the plan right for the results and the goals that you have? That's it. So you have to add all of that in to all the things that I've already talked about. Now, if we moved into nutrition, we would basically be talking about some of the same very similar things. And I know that I've been talking mostly fitness here um, and I wasn't talking nutrition, but I think a lot of people follow me for that. But let me talk nutrition with you guys really quickly. And some of the overwhelm when choosing a nutrition plan, really, is choosing a nutrition plan that is far too advanced because of the things that I'm going to talk about. Like most of you, here's my tip of the day when it comes to nutrition. Stop getting into plans that are far too advanced for your habits and patterns that you currently have. Stop it. 
getting into something that is far too advanced, you might be able to stick to it, but the majority of you are going to stop after a week, if that, maybe three days, maybe four, and you're going to flex whatever plan that is, which then is going to give you overwhelm of being somebody that really couldn't do what was required. In your world of nutrition, and we can talk about this, and this is a bigger picture thing, which stuff that I coach with Fit Identity, is understanding the very first phase in nutrition for people that are just starting out is to look at how do I reduce? And that is how do I reduce the behaviors that I am currently doing that are producing the life and the results that I currently have? The first part is reduction. Then it is cut back. How can you cut back on the reduction? Then from cut back, it's cut out. Then cut back becomes into specifics like nutrient timing. What, when do I eat? How do I eat? What should I eat? You start to tighten up portions. You start to tighten up your macros and the percentages of macros that you have. I will give you the magic here that I believe where most people go wrong in their last 10 to 15 pounds. So listen up, everybody. Your last 10 pounds, 15 pounds are not about your workouts. My guess is that you are already doing your workouts really well. If you are an experienced lifter and you've lost, let's say you were 40 pounds overweight, you're down to your last 10 and 15 and you're doing the do. If your workouts contain enough volume, enough resistance training, and enough recovery, then you're doing enough with your workouts. In general, where you're not doing enough is turning the screws on your nutrition. You've got, instead of cheat day, you know, and, and that's the whole deal. Like at first you're like, you reduce and then you've got cheat days, then you have cheat meals, then you have cheap moments, then you have cheap foods. Do you see that progression that starts to happen and you start getting into this reduction rather than turning your workouts up and be like, I got to work out for another 30 minutes. I got to do doubles. I got to add in cardio. I've got to do all this. I got to be more intense. When you stack that up on something that you already are at your levels at, you're only going to end up getting injured. And that's where most people get injured is in the last 10 pounds. You get a whole bunch of people that get injured in the first because they didn't select a plan that was appropriate for where they're at. And then you get a whole bunch of people that get injured right at the last bit because they're stacking time and intensity and more weight on top of something where they should have stacked and turned the screws on their nutrition. So keep that in mind as you start to begin to think about, you know, selecting a nutrition program. And I certainly can go into that in depth in another podcast. It's just something that I'm saying to you guys. If you skip all those steps, you will not have developed any of those patterns or habits to be able to fall back on when you do need to flex your plan or your life or when you're in maintenance. You won't have those plan you won't have those habits or, or or patterns, right? You'll just be falling backwards. So take all of that into consideration and understand that that's it. When you get into marketing with nutrition, this is the other thing. Remember, workouts, they're an hour a day. 
nutrition, well, then you got 23 other hours, even though you're going to sleep, right? So let's take eight hours off of that. So you got nine hours. You're now down into 15 hours a day that you've got to deal with emotional eating, hunger pains, feeding yourself, metabolism, you name it, smelling good food, whatever it is, celebrating. You've got food on the brain, no matter what. So food is now going to become, you know, one of the hardest or I don't want to say one of the hardest. Let, let's push more into one of the more challenging obstacles that you're going to end up with. And with that, you have to think about marketing, right? There, it's so easy to market nutrition. Let's go nutrition pain point, nutrition pain point, pain point, pain point, pain point, get them to buy. Here you go. Done. Again, if they're marketing to you and they're selling a product, that's their first and foremost priority. It's not your health. It's not your customer experience. It's not how do I really truly help you. It's how do I retain you as a customer? How do I get you to make a transaction? So you're going to have to do some work and you're going to have to think, I don't want to be caught up in trends. I want to be caught up in understanding the markers and the protocols that I need to be able to put in place to make it so that I can achieve the goals that I want. That's reality for you guys. So be careful of marketing and be careful of trends because trends are great because that's what Kardashians do, right? They are amazing at building trends. And that's what movie set, you know, like when you want to do like, how did the marble guy get ripped? And, you know, everyone's like, well, I don't know. Did he do the stuff or did he not do the stuff? And, and then you get caught up and like, what did they really do? What, what's really going on here? So science wins. Credible sources, science win in nutrition all the time. I, I, I just don't care. I think science and quality. If you can think of that when you're thinking nutrition, no matter what, you're going to be good. And think this, you're always going to be in a phase. There's going to be a phase where you gain a little bit of weight. There's going to be a phase where you lose a little weight. There's going to be a phase where you gain a little bit of muscle. There's going to be a phase where you lose some muscle. Phase, 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 phase. You're not going to be a flat line. I always say this, there's no such thing as balance. Balance is a flat line. Flat line is when we're not around and we're not on this earth anymore. Nobody wants a flat line with our heart. So we're going to ebb and flow and we're going to be okay with that. As far as picking a plan, remember this. This is going to be a funny line for you guys. Picking a plan is like being part of a cult. It just is. Welcome to the cult that you're going to be part of. You know, you're like, oh, I'm part of the calorie counting, the macros. I'm vegan, you know, like carnivore. You know, no way. If you're not keto, you're not, you know, you're not doing anything. And then whole foods, all those stuff. And then you got, it's, it's just like a cult. It's like a church, right? And then you got crossover. Well, we're not 100% this and we're not 100% that. We're kind of like a combination. We're like a non-denominational diet plan. And you're like, okay, that's where most people end up non-denominational nutrition plans because they're like i'm carnivore mostly but i'm not completely or i'm vegan but i eat fish and then you're like you're vegan but you eat fish you're not vegan and all of a sudden the vegan police come out and they cut you down and you're like whoa how, how did that happen that's the only people that have police by the way are vegans Vegan police are the only ones that, that exist. I just want to throw that humor out. Because if you told anybody you're on a carnivore diet and you ate a salad, there is nobody that stops you with a fork in your hand and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were carnivore. Why do you have a lettuce wrap? 
just doesn't happen. Love love the vegans. I don't have it, but they're the only ones who have enforceables, which is kind of hilarious. So just kind of understand that when you're selecting a nutrition plan, you're kind of selecting. It's it's the cult. You know, you're CrossFit. No matter what, you're going to be talking about. I calorie count. It's awesome. I'm in a deficit. It's great. You know, uh, no, I'm keto, but I'm in a deficit. That's the crossover. You're going to be in something when you're in a plan and that the more hyper your plan is, the more you're going to end up being deeper inside of your food. It's just the way it is. And that's okay. But if you're not willing to become that person in that plan, well, that plan's not going to work for you. It just isn't. Just note that, that if you don't commit to a plan and you think that you know better about yourself, then you don't have the ability to have a plan that's going to work. You are now an emotional eater, period. So think that through, and if you don't want to give up emotional eating, then you're going to be an emotional eater for life because you don't have a plan in which you had markers and protocol that you could then collect data against to figure out where you're at. And if you're just going to emotional eat, the other piece to that is understanding you're not willing to give up the actions and the habits and the patterns that you were yesterday so that you could live a different life tomorrow. You're just not willing to do it because you know better. But remember, you're going to be the same person tomorrow. And if that's what you want, then that's okay. But fully understand it's you. The other thing that's going to come up with is that you're going to get overwhelmed with when picking your plans with nutrition is everyone, I must have 100 DMs. How much protein is enough protein, Mike? You're going to get into that. And that crossbred over macros and calories and protein and you know, you're constantly going to be asked, what are your macros and what are your ratios are in your head? Am I getting enough protein? Am I getting enough fat? What's too much? What's too little? Again, it's going to be like, what phase are you in? A maintenance phase? Well, I mean, do you, do you really need to overeat your protein? Probably not. Do you need to be concerned? No, not at all. Maybe if you're, if you're building more muscle, probably going to need some more protein. So you're probably going to have to look into that, a, a, a nutrition plan that is more protein centric. And you know, you're able to get that. My tip of protein will be this, you will feel more satiated and you will feel better and get more results. The less you use supplementation, the more supplements, the less satiated, the more whole foods, the more satiated. However, the more whole foods, the harder it will be to get into those really high protein macro points, numbers. It will be very difficult. So sometimes it's needed, but if you can get more in with whole foods, you're really going to be in a good position. So if you're struggling, I get it and I understand, but at some point... It's not going to be about turning your workouts up. It's about turning your nutrition up. And how do you turn your nutrition up? If you're just eating supplements for protein, it's eating whole foods for protein. And that will reduce the calories after dinner. That will reduce the insulin drops after dinner. That will reduce you not feeling satiated and always wanting to eat. Turning the screws on nutrition rather than on your workouts. And then, you you know, you're going to get into that nutrient timing and then you're going to get, you know, what type of you know, what type of calories am I eating high quality and when should I eat this and when should I not? It all depends on what phase you are in and what habits do you currently have that you can build on rather than what habits do I need to jump in order to be where I'm at, in order to get the goals that I want to have. So it's not about jumping habits. It's about where am I at? 
Where can I build habits so that I can fall back, so that I can continue on? Because your fitness journey isn't 30, 60, 90 days. It is a year. It's two years. It's three years. It's, it's lifetime. And the more habits that you build that are better for you, the easier it is when you're off plan, when you're in maintenance mode, when you're living your life, when you're not on a plan, you become that person that is you know, acting seamlessly. And that's the answer. So all of you that ask that question, how does he do it? How does Mike do it and not seem so stressed about food? How is he able to eat pizza? How is he doing this? He just got special metabolism. You know, the finger pointers, the haters, or just the people asking questions. I get it. I've asked them too. So I'm, you're not alone. However, the answer that I was able to find was because I build habits and patterns that I can fall back on. That I'm not off the rails. And when I do go off the rails, going off the rails is like a mini plan to me. I fall back on what I normally do. That's really the truth. Me going and going nuts, I have to actually plan to go nuts. Because my life is different than that. My ability to eat food and how I eat food and when I eat food is just much different because I just know to know. I've got these, I don't, thoughtlessly, I do certain things. And then when I want to turn it up, I don't really turn up the, the workouts too much. I really look at the nutrition. And that's how I end up being like, okay, cool. So when you start to look at all of your plans and you're looking at this, I know we're getting into an hour, but I want to be able to tell you guys that, listen, you have this ability to choose a plan on where you're at and build. Don't be ashamed. Don't think that you're at a certain level. You're at a start date. There's no such thing as a level. It's a start date. So consider that as you go forward. Consider the things that I put out in front of you. Sure, these are not advanced lifters. These are not advanced dialed in how to pick a program. And I will get into that eventually with a podcast talking about that to my advanced lifters. But I'm sure that whoever that I know that coaches, mentors, trains, this podcast is going to be an eye opener. And if you don't want to deliver that to your customers and clients, have them listen to this podcast. So they're like, holy cow, this makes sense. And now what you're saying and the way that you coach, I can more effectively relate to. And now Mike is the person that delivered the information rather than the person I spent the money on. And now I have to blame you. They can blame me. Cool. But I think that I can help you with your customers and clients with this particular podcast so that they understand. And I can probably help you with your program selection and helping them in this process of building. And there is an entire process of of going from a beginner to a highly specified, hyper-focused fitness expert, not not expert, but fitness performer, right? Like if your life is at a certain level, there is a process to build. And that's why I think when you look at like, like in general, you see these bodybuilders that are like you see them, they're ripped and they look amazing. No hate on bodybuilders, but you guys do struggle when you're done with competitions. You struggle hard. And I don't want you guys to struggle, but man, you guys do some great things, but then you struggle hard and then you, you fall back on. I'm in a bulk phase, man. What you're really in is that I don't care phase and you don't want to deal with this hyper focus anymore. How about that? How about you just call it a defocus phase? Because that's what you guys really are in. And I love you guys. Don't hate on me. You guys achieve things I've never been able to achieve and I probably won't achieve it. But man, it's a defocus phase. It's not a bulk phase. You're, you're sugarcoating it. And then keep in mind, you guys, that, you know, stay away from marketing, stay away from everything, you know, stay away from whatever is not serving you. And, and remember, I'm here to help. This podcast is free. 
I am not saying I'm collecting money from you guys. I'm not even selling you a product, anything like that. I want to help you live the life that you have that's inside your head so you no longer live the way that you did yesterday so that you can live tomorrow the way that you want to live. That's what I ultimately want for all of you. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, shout me out. You want to dispute me, shout me out. You know, slide in the DMs, talk to me, leave me a comment, leave me a like, subscribe to the podcast, share it to anybody that you can. Until then, you guys, live well. I'll talk to you guys soon.